0: Hi, guys, welcome back to another episode of Glammere. And I have with me today Dr. Pamela Peake, who is a nationally re- re- renowned physician, scientist, expert, and thought leader in the fields of integrative and preventative medicine, chief medical correspondent for Discovery Health Television, a New York Times bestseller three times around, a frequent on air correspondent for today's show, CNN, Fox, BBC. Oh, my goodness, where do we start? Welcome. Hey, I'm so happy.
1: I'm exhausted (laughs) listening to you. Do I have a personal life? Um, What have I been doing all this time? It's funny
0: because I was looking at your intro and how I was going to intro you and I actually had to edit stuff out because, oh yeah, you're a triathlete too. And I'm like, do I add that in there? But it's probably going to come up in the topic of this conversation. It's really great to have you here.
1: Well, it's wonderful to be with you because since you're an MD and I'm an MD, we're a paradox.
0: Paradox. I like that. (laughs) Do you hear in the background? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So I met you um, recently, and we got we got to talking, and we realized we had a lot in common in terms of what we've kind of how we practice medicine. We started with this crazy uh, medical career. So can you please tell people this brief history of how you got to where you are now, so we can go from there. Well,
1: you know what's really great about. Mm having met you, is that we had very similar trajectories, although I'm kind of um, just a taste older and, and so a therefore a little different <laughs> on that trajectory. And, you know, we're, we're multimedia people, yeah, um, which is a rarity among highly certified and credentialed physicians so that you can really get the true truth, mm-hmm. right, versus just something someone made up you know, on or the something
0: somebody read and they repeated because exactly. a lot of information nowadays we we want to talk about medical information weight loss and beauty so you are very well known for your expertise in fitness nutrition and right. that sort of thing right and, and I a, uh-huh. well I'm
1: a fellow of the American College of Sports Medicine mm-hmm. which is the creme de la creme of the academics who write the guidelines nationally and globally for everything from sports uh, performance to just hey you know how many steps do you need to take every single mm-hmm. day and I, I really have a lot of fun working with them. I'm on the board of the Senior um, Olympics and I'm a uh, competing Senior Olympic triathlete uh, and what I love to see is, you know, senior is defined as anyone who's 50 and over. I don't like
0: that word, I senior. know, I hate that word. I really don't it's like it. has been around
1: for 32 years. I'd prefer something better like, for instance, I'm a master swimmer so I like, I like masters. I like master. Masters I like
0: seasoned. I don't like senior. No, senior and, and just... 50 Plus, that's ridiculous. No, it's like
1: crazy. Yeah. Um. So fifty is the new like thirty-five mm-hmm. since everyone's in such rotten shape. Out yeah there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. So you know, it's that, and I'm also a Pew Foundation scholar in nutrition and metabolism. Yeah. My baseline specialty is um, internal medicine and critical care, mm-hmm. and really what it's evolved over time into is really lifestyle and integrative medicine. And as you, you have, mentioned.
0: A, and you have a great way of talking to people so they understand, you know, and that's one of the things you and I discussed, like, as a physician, sometimes we have our colleagues are, are not as well able to just talk to people in a way that they understand. Very, they keep it very technical, very scientific, and it's hard for people to absorb it. So you do have that talent of being able to tell people in a way that they understand and it resonates with them.
1: Now wait a minute—that's both of us. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, you know I'm going to wrap you into this one too. You know one of the things you and I talked about when we first met was the fact that there's really a small number of of people out there, whether they're physicians or not, but people who are um, credentialed, mm-hmm. have the appropriate certifications and and board certifications, et cetera, who could really message mm-hmm. in a consumer speak mm-hmm. so that there's so much. science coming down now Mm -hmm. and there's so much going on with regard to Um, things in your arena which is beauty and and skin health and plastic surgery dermatology huge huge and then the same thing with nutrition and and fitness if you google any of that you're going to see wild and crazy youtube videos Mm -hmm. people who just make it up make it up and
0: they just give you the worst advice so the thing that i find fascinating and infuriating too is just what you said it's you, there's so much content in the fields of your field of nutrition, fitness, and my field of dermatology, surgery, skincare, beauty, that is from people who don't have any credibility. Um, And it's confusing to the consumers. It's confusing to the public. And I find that myths, myths that I heard when I was 16 are still being told today because of this alternate side of information that they're getting it from. And um, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today was how can people also separate credibility versus street cred versus not having a street cred, not having any credibility. Well, let's talk about hits and myths, mm-hmm. okay?
1: Uh, one of the first yes. ones in my field, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we'll, we'll just go back and forth.
0: Yeah, I like Okay, that. let's do it.
1: All right, the first thing is, in order to drop weight, you have to cut calories uh, drastically and basically live on lettuce. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Um, the real hit on this one, because that was a myth, uh, is this. If you eat uh, a fantastic healthy, whole food diet with plenty of healthy fats and protein and carbohydrate, you'll be fine so long as you're also physically active and you take some time to make certain to get that sleep in there, hello, uh, out there, seven to eight hours, do you Mm -hmm. hear me? Mm -hmm. That's right, that's my prescription, and that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. And then spend some time really with introspection and calming down the stress gods. And and that's really where it is. You don't have to be cutting calories and, and eating half a tomato a day. That
0: was old myth, kill it, no more. I want to stay on the topic of weight loss because a lot of my my women and men come in for me and they ask me about weight loss. So another thing I used to hear all the time from the ladies, oh, after 40, your metabolism changes. It's impossible to lose weight. That's a myth.
1: I wrote uh, my first book was called Fight Fat After 40. Mm -hmm. It's still the number one in its category. And this is the bottom line you know, you do change, um, because obviously, hormonally, our sex hormones um, have waxed and waned. And whether you have hormonal replacement therapy or not, um, you are a different person. There's Mm -hmm. no question. However, metabolism is grossly associated with physical activity and muscles. Mm -hmm. So, listen ladies if you're not using it you're losing it mm-hmm. and when you do that you go from a v8 engine to a v4 engine for crying out loud mm-hmm. so no wonder you can't you know really cook those calories yeah. in a big way so the one of the biggest things that happens lifestyle wise is women become more and more inactive and guess what they don't lift weights. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I want
0: to talk about, too. That's right. Uh, Girls, women think that how many times have you gone to the gym and you see a woman in there on the cardio machine for 45 minutes? Because women think that weight lifting will cause muscle mass and make them bulky. And they think that the only way to lose weight is to burn calories with cardio type
1: OK, exercises, so. it's hitting myth time again. Mm-hmm. So the first myth is and, you know, we were all stuck in this until the science came down, mm-hmm. was that you had to spend at least, oh, I don't know, a year and a half on a dreadmill mm-hmm. um, in <laughs> order to be able to, you know, cook some calories. Forget about it. Instead, the hit on this one, believe it or not, is a hit. It's called high-intensity interval training training. hit. So, um, all you have to do is figure out about 15 to 20 minutes of revolving back and forth. Uh One of the first things you're going to do is you're going to, you know, just warm up. Then after that, you know, hit a fairly moderate pace on whatever you're doing—the elliptical, the treadmill, a rower. It could be anything, anything you know, running back mm-hmm. and forth and then just kill it for about 30 to 60 yeah. seconds and then bring it back down again and keep doing that yeah. over the course of 15 to 20 minutes. Raise your hand if that sounds a hell of a lot better. than it's then, 45 minutes, hello? one hour. Yeah. Okay. And so that's the first, mm-hmm. you know, myth. The second myth was... You're gonna be building these monster muscles. Well, I wanna break anyone's heart out there, but you know, Serena Williams was born looking that way. Mm-hmm. All right. She is just a ridiculous. Re- Ridiculously muscular human being as genetics. an Genetics. Those are it's her genetics. It's total genetics, genetics yeah. on that one. And meanwhile, our little friends from Somalia look that way mm-hmm. because that's their culture and yeah. genetics. Yeah. So you can't turn a Somalian into someone who looks like uh, Serena Williams. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. So all you can do when you lift weights appropriately is take it to the highest level in terms of your own muscle mass mm-hmm. that your genetics will take you. Mm-hmm. And, if you eat well enough, you'll look like a, a lean, beautifully muscular human being. But you will never, listen to me, never look like Serena Williams unless you were born to look like that. Yeah. So don't sweat the big muscles showing mm-hmm. up. It's not going to happen.
0: And oftentimes, and I like your input on this, a lot of times when you see the people who've got the muscles that have developed from all that lifting, there may be an element of um supplements in that they've taken
1: well you know it's interesting um the only things that really um crank muscles to become bigger and bigger are little bad boy things we call anabolic steroids yeah. and i was those being are, nice
0: by calling them supplements i wanted you to say yeah i know <laughs> honey
1: they you know you're juicing it yeah that's what yeah. it's called mm-hmm. yeah, you know, going to the know. Ju- yeah. And, and that's no. The answer is no. That is associated, not only is it illegal, but it's associated with majorly bad side effects. Mm-hmm. So if you're into, let's see, a beard, acne, um, and if you want your cholesterol profile to literally reverse course mm-hmm. and so that your good cholesterol is almost non-existent, rock on. Right. Okay? And also,
0: you know, aggression. Oh, horrible. Um, It's that testosterone drive and and
1: the rest of you become much more violent, et cetera, et cetera. So look, I mean, at the end of the day, do it naturally Mm -hmm. you don't need to be doing all this other stuff and there's no reason to turn yourself into a science fair project (laughs) I mean seriously I mean you know you're you're shooting yourself up and popping oh come on man take that money and you know just get yourself a good massage
0: well listen another thing is the supplement industry it's a billion gazillion I I don't have the actual stats on it but it's a very high net worth industry supplements that are given to people trying to lose weight if you're trying to lose weight Take this vitamin. If you're trying to build body, body mass, you take that supplement. That, that's just an insane industry. How do people get the right information and what are your thoughts on that?
1: Okay. The grand majority of that is completely bogus. So Mm -hmm. uh, this is my recommendation to everyone out there. When you see a lot of these um, ads, especially in women's, you know, like health and fitness magazines and Mm -hmm. whatever, um, run the opposite direction. Because there's absolutely no science to show that, number one, they're even effective. And number two, they're sustainable in a healthy way. That's one of the most important things to keep in mind. Are they actually sustainable in a healthy way? The answer is no, no, and even no, no. Yeah. Again. So uh, save your money. Mm-hmm. Now, why do they get away with this? I'll tell you why. Because the supplement industry, as you said so well, is not regulated. It's not
0: regulated, it's not regulated. at all. Skin care has more regulations than a sunblock has more regulations than any of the supplementation. Industry. Absolutely.
1: And yet these kinds of supplements for so very long. Mm-hmm were
0: associated
1: with, um, you know, for instance, speed for all intents and purposes. It's ephedrine. Yes. There was okay. a big
0: ephedrine. Ephedrine. And can you explain what ephedrine okay. was? Okay. So
1: ephedrine basically is like, well, I think for everyone out there, you know what adrenaline is. Yeah. You know, you feel that rush and you you know, run around and suddenly you're cleaning every closet in your house. Okay. It's like an amphetamine.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: an amphetamine. It's an upper. It's an upper. And so they they were lacing a lot of supplements with eph- for a very long time until guess what a lot of people well you know a lot of people believe if one supplements good 28 or better Mm -hmm. so one day you know a a young man um, took a boatload of these um, supplements he thought that were going to keep him awake and energized and be able to work out Mm -hmm. and he had a massive heart attack and died and that started a whole cascade of legal um, and uh, legal documents Mm -hmm. and and court cases Cases, um, it got the government involved around that well guess what a yeah. veteran's gone now yeah it's it was gone banned now. Mm-hmm. but it took people dying mm-hmm. to do that so there's still a lot of stuff and especially when you look at a lot of these as it were energy beverages I mean read the side label you have enough caffeine in at least one of those to wake up half the uh you know yeah. uh, continent of south South America I mean yeah. it's like ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous mm-hmm. amount.
0: Yeah. And you don't need that, and it's not healthy for you. I think that um, I, I want to continue with this because I really like this because I see a lot of parallels between nutrition and beauty. Like what you just said about the supplements, if one is good, 20 might be better. When people are given a certain skincare thing, for example, a glycolic, oh, well, if I do 1%, if I do it one day a week, you doing it every day, doing it three, four, five times a day is better. And so they end up actually damaging their body with these things that they are thinking is going to help by doubling, tripling the application. So it's, it's fascinating how similar they well,
1: are. Well, I'm, I'm terrified, you yeah. know, by all these uh, reports I've heard in the dermatology and plastic surgery um, arena where people are using all kinds of strange fillers. Yeah. And and most of it has, I mean, you're, people are doing it in the back of their garage.
0: Oh, my, it's not um, even a filler. you're dying. You, you know when you say a filler, it's quite literally... It could fill a, a pothole in, <laughs> like, it could fill in a pothole in the garage. Could, exactly. People are buying stuff. I had a I had a patient buy a, um, a peel uh, on Amazon, and she sends me a photo. Do you get random, like, texts? Oh, yeah. From, yeah. So, sends me a photo. I'm just, like, having my breakfast in the morning, and I get a text from her. Hey, do you think that this is going to be a permanent scar? And I look, and it's a picture of her belly with a scar from her... Like her belly button somewhere laterally. So she did probably took a finger swipe and just swipe whatever this peel is, and it was a brown crusty scab. And I just said, What the hell did you do? (laughs) She went on YouTube, saw some sort of thing that they were doing for acne scars. She bought this particular thing on Amazon, FYI. It was a very, very high-strength trichloroacetic acid peel that we use to remove major warts like it melts them and she was going to use this on her face instead of doing that she wanted to patch test it on her belly and then wants to know if the scar is going to be permanent so everyone out there please don't diy your own skincare stuff don't buy stuff on amazon it's dangerous and tca that high level could melt paint off a car
1: i know it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. but you know again I think the frustration you and I have, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're both highly trained in our fields. Mm-hmm. And I, the frustration is when people don't seek out the appropriate advice. Because we may not tell
0: them what right? they want to hear. Right. You know, we like, might no, not. no, don't do that. Yeah, okay, that doesn't work. They don't want to hear that. So they're going to go find someone who's going to tell them that it does work. Um, which is also another thing. I want to get back to this myth thing. Let's talk about carbohydrates. I was watching a YouTube video once. I mentioned this to you last time. It was a guru, a a makeup guru, um, who has millions and millions of followers, talking about how she lost weight, saying that she would do alternate fasting. So one day, she'd have a calorie of 600 calories that day, and the next day, she would eat whatever she wanted, but only uh, brown carbs. <laughs> I
1: kind of like purple carbs. I know. Myself. I like. I like just pink saying. carbs. <laughs> I, just,
0: I like orange carbs. They're called Cheetos. Um, no, really. So, and then I'm listening to her, and then she's like, and then like after I've lost um, a few pounds, I started eating white carbs. Can you please just? let's let's talk about this carb thing for a second all right can you explain we're gonna start it out stop the insanity (laughs) stop this
1: insanity stop the madness now just listen up for crying out Mm -hmm. loud. it's like i want to slap everyone out there upside the head and just say, listen up now okay first of all carbohydrates come in two different forms one is natural and whole we call those fruits and vegetables and grains yes all right right the second one are processed and and those are anything that was basically manufactured and refined and stripped down. Anything in a plant from a Cheeto somewhere. to Wonder Bread. Okay, I mean just stripped down. Yeah, right. And and they basically have almost no nutritive value whatsoever. So if you're sticking to whole foods, please—they're the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whole food carbohydrates, fruits, vegetables, grains—nothing um, that was stripped down, just the way you know Mother Nature gave it to yeah. us. So feel free to rock on with that with regard to all this silliness right Mm -hmm. with um colors of carbs back all right refined (laughs) carbs are basically almost all white Mm -hmm. Why? Because they've been stripped down of all the fantastic micronutrients and the fiber and the stuff that basically gives them flipping color. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, you don't want that. You want something that is darker, et cetera, et cetera. But what you don't do is you don't have just brown one day, just, you know, blue the next. What you do is constantly have a balanced dietary intake Mm -hmm. constantly Mm -hmm. and then when you do that uh you're not messing with mother nature Mm -hmm. please avoid the processed foods come on even when it comes to dessert make the damn thing yeah or make sure that wherever you got it was at least you know a healthy fun, delicious, you know, satisfying, you know, source. Yeah. And in the best of all worlds, organic.
0: And there are no shortcuts. No. There's no, I, I this is why they don't want to hear what we're saying. Because I know. Because we're going to tell we you. magic. want magic. They, it, there's no shortcuts. If you uh-uh. need to get into shape, lose weight. Exactly. Whatever it is, five exactly. pounds. I, you can't lose five pounds in a week. No. I mean, unless you're severely you know really going through drastic extreme dangerous. or you're
1: already 250 pounds well, that's See, different. All, if you have a you know, high body
0: mass, it's different. I'm going to correct that. If you are somebody just looking to lose 10 to 15 pounds, it's unlikely that you're going to lose five pounds in a week. More like two pounds. With
1: Well, what I'm worried about mm-hmm. is, you know, what are you dropping? Mm-hmm. Are you dropping fat or muscle? Exactly. And if you're not eating enough, you're, um, you're definitely going to be, you know, yeah. goodbye with your, with your muscle mass. And yeah. I told you before, that's the engine that revs this entire mm-hmm. calorie burning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, force and. Side of you mm-hmm. so you don't want to be messing with that at all you want to hold on to that which is why i'm a nutcase about just stay physically active notice i didn't say the e word physically active okay just yeah. physically active i didn't even have to say the word exercise assume the vertical and keep rocking yeah i like you it know?
0: um another thing too uh vitamin supplementation you, you were talking about whole foods whole foods that sort of thing um there are vitamins out there that are whole vitamins, uh, as opposed to um, whole food-based vitamins. Are you familiar with that, and can you talk about if that's any better than just a regular vitamin supplement?
1: Well, you know what's really interesting? A lot of people ask me all the time, you know, hey, should I be taking a vitamin? Well, you know, in the best of all worlds, Mm -hmm. we have such a delightfully balanced, enriched dietary intake on a daily basis that vitamins become, for all intents and purposes, uh, a moot point. Yeah, so if you cares? have a balanced healthy diet. Okay. So for all the 3 people in the United States who actually have a balanced diet like that, <laughs> God bless them, every yeah. one of you. Yeah. Um but for everyone else, mm-hmm. yeah, a multivitamin um that's age and gender based mm-hmm. cuz they now come age and gender based, right? Um, is is very very helpful. Mm-hmm. At least it'll help you fill in some of those gaps. Yeah, because we're finding out that so many vitamins are extremely important, especially for women. Yeah, um, to maintain with beauty. getting more
0: iron, more biotin, also like vitamin D. You know, when you're vitamin in New D York a City, a monster. If if you find yourself sluggish and tired, which I kind of felt this morning, I I I might not be getting enough vitamin D because I'm not in the sun right now. And these are things that I would be able to get from multivitamin.
1: Well, I'm also going to give you one other th- mm-hmm. little you know uh, pointer on vitamin D. vitamin d D is a is a cheap straightforward fat soluble vitamin Uh that turns out to be one of the most powerful vitamins on the planet Uh now even if you get enough sun it turns out that um, people all across the globe are not absorbing enough and they're not transforming enough even if you got the sun it's not being transformed into the Uh active ingredient Uh that's vitamin d3 Uh so I highly recommend Getting everyone, you get your vitamin D level done, yeah. so you know where you start, mm-hmm. okay? And then from there, yeah. I would recommend the following. Remember this, try to keep your levels around 50. Mm-hmm. okay so 50 don't believe anything else but around 50 so it actually goes 50 to 70 mm-hmm. but around 50 is really really awesome and do not think for two seconds that because maybe you're an outdoor athlete or whatever that you're actually getting enough vitamin d because there's a real problem especially as we age with absorption and actually mm-hmm. absorbing it mm-hmm. and transforming yeah. it into the active and mm-hmm. we never knew this until about 10 years ago
0: and it's fascinating because d vitamin d was one of the you know as doctors we learn about everything vitamin wise like the B complex the A the, the, the vitamin D was really not that we I, we didn't really get a lot of it didn't give it a lot of attention well do you know what happened mm-hmm.
1: it was it was a random study mm-hmm. on ovarian cancer and it turned out in this study and this was done about twelve years ago or so um, they found that women who had the highest levels relatively speaking of vitamin D. Just, this was a side note on this study, had the lowest incidence of ovarian cancer. Hmm. Then they thought, wow, maybe it's, whoa. So they repeated it and they looked at other cancers like breast cancer, colon cancer. Guess what they found? Same thing. Same thing. And so then all of a sudden, that's precisely, by the way, Mm -hmm. when I measured my own vitamin D for the first time in my life, I'm a triathlete. Yeah, I'm outside. Outside all the Guess time. Guess what? 30. Mine was so low. no lower than that. Are you ready? No. Nineteen. Whoa. I know, and I was feeling sluggish. Um, my mood was a little bit yeah. down, and my feeling was that as I
0: was aging, that you were just getting I was more going depressed. That weird yeah, thing. yeah. And then we always blame it on aging. Uh, you know. But this is the thing. I, I, it's fascinating because this morning I was I was on my way here, and I'm like, wow, I feel really tired. And I thought about it as I was talking to him, I'm like. It's been very cold in Manhattan. I've barely been outside and when I have, it's covered up. I I'm sluggish, I'm tired, I'm like, ugh. And I realized, whoa! I don't probably have got. I probably have a nineteen of, of D. So I get gotta get it, it. measured yesterday. Yeah. I'm yeah. just
1: saying, you know, uh, to this day, mm-hmm. I'm on um, D supplementation mm-hmm. at a level that I found was able or to keep, keep it. me yeah. within that range. But you have to measure it. It's like cholesterol. Yeah, you have I know, to measure because it. Because
0: a lot of people pay attention, to, like their B12, and they get B12 shots, and that's great. But D is really, really important for this, especially when you're. Possibly well, it's in one of the, the most powerful yeah. cancer
1: preventative yeah. vitamins,
0: and it helps you with your mood. It helps you with your energy. Oh God, I felt phenomenal in yeah. no time at all. Yeah, I got to get me some D.
1: <laughs> got to <laughs> get me some D, and no, make sure it's
0: D three. D three, yes. D three. D three. Let's be specific. So specifically, talking about we were discussing how the absorption yeah, is an yeah. issue. Let's talk about absorption issues with your gut, specifically gluten. Um, I over the. Years have sadly developed a gluten intolerance. I probably Here's had it. Here's a Kleenex. It looks like you're crying. I I really oh. am so I think I had it for a long time, but I just <laughs> lived off pasta in med school and I was constantly, you know, running around. So I wasn't really paying much attention to how, you know, you know how it is. You're so busy and my digestive system wasn't regular, but I was running around all the time, drinking coffee and not, not sleeping. So later on, I'm like, I think I have a gluten intolerance. Um, I truly don't want this. I really have a hard time trying to continue to... St- but that's my own thing. It's hard for me because I really enjoy eating breads and whole grains and things like that. So I don't have a allergy or it's not as severe as Crohn's or, or anything such. But um, people now are using gluten and gluten-free diets as a weight loss.
1: Okay, are we doing Hits and Myths again? Yes, we are. Because I'm hearing another I kind of like
0: where this is going, so I want to. And okay. I obviously know that that's false, uh, you know, but I want you to explain why. Because- well, you
1: can pack on pounds on all these gluten-free whatever. All they're doing is you're still getting a boatload of calories. Mm-hmm. It's just that they've stripped it of the gluten. Okay, so listen up. Here we go. Here's the true truth. One, less than 1% of the population has a true, true gluten issue, and that can be life-threatening. So you have it checked out. It's a very straightforward diagnosis if you have any question whatsoever, but trust me, honey, if you've got it, you know it. You know it. Okay, number one. Number two, there's a brand new diagnostic category. It's called gluten sensitivity. Yeah. Hooray. And that's Hooray for all, me. that's you. <laughs> and so you may not have the allergy, but you've got the sensitivity, sensitivity yeah. which means that you simply have to re-regulate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how much gluten-type foods you actually... Keyword, how much. You know, how much? How much. How much? Because
0: I can eat a little bit exactly. and be okay. Exactly. But then a little more and not, so...
1: See, someone who's allergic could never do the little bit. I agree, bit, yeah. But someone who's sensitive can still do a little mm-hmm. bit. So there's no problem with that whatsoever. Um, and then for everyone else, if you think for two seconds that gluten-free equals calorie-free, could you please redo that math again? Yeah, because, because oftentimes it doesn't, there's more
0: calories. I mean,
1: well, what's happening. It's sort of like what happened when you had calorie free, um, no, when you had sugar free, Uh like, you know, whatever, pastries or something. You thought sugar free meant calorie free. Mm -hmm. Well, I hate to break anyone's heart out there, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't work that way. Right? It doesn't, no. And so, you know, again, just uh, know yourself and stop looking at the next guy or gal mm-hmm. and assuming that whatever's going on with them is even relevant and, to you. And stop
0: reading headlines on health magazines that uh. say, gluten. and another thing, if you don't have a problem with digesting gluten, eat it, eat it, of course. digest it, Bring because it on. if you stop eating it, I don't know. I just think it's if well, your body's able to process it. yeah it's not a problem Mm -hmm. can we just all take a deep
1: breath here deep cleansing breath (laughs) um okay see the bottom line is i go back to the whole food thing one of my most favorite things is to actually make bread from scratch you know and you know for all of you guys out there with the bread making machines that's perfectly fine too but for me it's sort of like you know a meditation Mm -hmm. you know beat on that thing and wait for it to come up and whatever um and so uh, you know, if you look at something like bread mm-hmm. and you make it as healthy as possible, and you have a portion and you treat it like it's a precious commodity instead yeah. of just slapping the whole loaf in your mouth, then it's 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 a brand new relationship with food. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to get back to. Yeah. By the way, there's a really great um, show on Netflix mm-hmm. um, that it's a documentary that was done by one of my colleagues, uh, Michael Pollan, who wrote the famous you know books Omnivores. Dilemma and you know, he's from my alma mater at Berkeley. He's a journalist who's really devoted his um life to really looking at this whole issue. He did a show called In Defense of Food, mm-hmm. and it's also the name of one of his books. And it is fabulous. It really shows the hardcore science mm-hmm. behind everything, but he, it was done in a really fun, engaging, entertaining way, because that's the way he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a slapstick or anything, mm-hmm. but if but you really want to hear the truth, mm-hmm. you go to go to something like that. Yeah. He also did a second one called Cooked, which Cooked. is also the name of one of his books. I'm writing this down. And he's looking at all these issues of how you cook, what's the history of cooking, mm-hmm. how can we do this optimally, for you and I, mm-hmm. you know, grow your own, do your thing, you know, yeah. have a good
0: time. Um, I think that the, one more myth I want to talk about, I have to, is there's a growing population of people who are not eating any more meat, going the vegan route. What comments do you have about that? You know, uh, again, before
1: you start altering your diet in, in, in a serious way, um, think about what why you're doing that, what you're expecting from it Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of assumptions and expectations going on with this. So here's the first thing. I think whatever I say is that if it ends up with a healthy overall benefit, Mm -hmm. okay, for you, Mm -hmm. then rock on with your bad self. And if you can sustain it. And if you can sustain it, if you could live like that, then I say more power to Mm you. Just so also... That you fully understand that there are some prices to pay. For instance, in, in veganism, mm-hmm. B12, you know, you yeah. have no source of B12. Mm-hmm. So you've gotta to stay on top of B12 supplementation. Yeah. That's extremely important, mm-hmm. right? Um, you also have to say to yourself, well, how much protein do I need? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've looked at vegan protein, but you'll have to have Mount Saint protein to be yeah. able to make this work. Um, and the sources you know, I can't of the protein. See, you protein. Know, um, yes, there's probably an NBA star out there somewhere <laughs> who's a vegan or, or whatever, but vegetarian and vegan are very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And vegan is much more restrictive. Yes. It's also very hard in many places to find food at a restaurant that's really going to rock with you yeah. on the vegan thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can if you could wrap your head around all that, I say whatever. Yeah. But, you know, most research shows that the there's a full spectrum of options of how to eat out yeah. there. And you'll see this in that in in defense of food documentary um, that are perfectly fine. I say it's sort of like you and me. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you dress? How do I dress? Mm -hmm. Right. We spend a lot of time individualizing for ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have long legs, short legs, whatever, you've got to spend some time figuring out what really works for you and newsflash. Mm -hmm. If it works for you, it may be disaster for me and vice versa. versa.
0: You've got to do the homework to figure this out. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I think it applies to almost everything we talked about today because if you are looking for a short, quick fix, there's nothing out there that's going to be long term for you. It's about taking care of yourself, mo- keeping it moving, keeping it, you know, not exercise, but physically active, eating a whole, balanced diet, and being mindful of these fads as they come and go and pay attention to who you get your information from. Um, a fitness trainer that has a great body. Um, Is a wonderful thing for the fitness trainer, but his diet or her diet and their regimen and what they do may not apply to you. And so be very careful and mindful who you get your information from.
1: Well, and also um, be very careful uh, to ask, you know, you are your best advocate. Right. So if I want to ask that fitness trainer about nutrition, why am I doing that? They're not a registered yeah. dietitian yeah. unless they also are a registered dietitian yeah, exactly. or someone with a lot of certifications. Gotcha. And when I look at someone like yourself, who is an expert in dermatology and that whole skin care um, arena, I, I would go to you mm-hmm. and ask you the tough questions about my own Mm self-care before I ever hit Amazon and start just sort uh, of picking any product around. Or hit
0: YouTube. You know, don't do that. You know, YouTube's great to teach you how to, you know, make a great... Slime, but exactly,
1: not. exactly. Um,
0: How can people find you? Because you're a source of just your TED talks, your website, your books. You're a phenomenon. So, how can people find you? Because you really do know how to educate and make it keep it real for everybody. Well,
1: thank you, and and I'm more than happy to share that. So, my website is Dr. Peak. That's d r p e e k e dot com, and my Facebook is Dr. Pam Peak. Better bring it on, man, because on my. Facebook, facebook i love for you to be able to interact with me because on that it's not my personal one as it were um although my dogs do show up it, i'm really trying to teach and mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and mm-hmm. i do something i love to call edutainment meaning that i'm going to make this entertaining so it's memorable i'm also on twitter with dr pam Peek. yeah
0: and i hope that and i know that we're going to do this again round two you better, man. I mean, I'm just saying. Just, what is, paradox. Here we are. Paradox. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. Oh, this was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was just, and I think that we covered so many things um, that I I always get asked about. And I always, I feel like having you here telling, telling people, it's almost like I told you so. <laughs> I know.
1: Dial me up. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Pam. <laughs> All right.